on this episode of PLNPJ's Arteta's Alarm Bells and a Spurs Surprise. Welcome back to the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. That dress code being pejorts, as we discussed last week. It is trademarked at this point, so if you hear this and you want to steal it, you'll have to go through our lawyer, Luke Twenhoffel. I thought he was a doctor. Well, a doctor lawyer. Okay. They can do. Wow, my they goodness. can do both. It's actually a legally binding thing that when you become a doctor, you can also be a lawyer. That is amazing. Is and it? if you're listening to this on... Apple Podcasts. Oh, wait. Are we on that? You're one of the first people ever. Jay, Apple. I'm Apple. so used to this Spotify. Right. Spotify. Spotted fly site that we go on. It's so crazy slam, to think slam that poetry night or something? Well, I was thinking about it. I do love slam poetry, but we are on Apple Podcasts, which is huge. Yeah. Um, it's that diversified portfolio. And that's what everybody's concerned about right. these days. You know, the stock market, uh, it was very down today, was uh, it? Tuesday. Yeah, it, it was tailoring around, you know, 100 points down. And then the Dow dropped to over 300 down uh, towards the end of the day. So. Gotcha. Well, I talked to Chuck, so my Charles Schwab guy is probably oh, taking care of it. Awesome. Jake, you know, speaking of taking care of things. Okay. We had some teams taking care of business. It's a fantastic transition. Week. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what teams took care of business Specifically, this week? we had United, Manchester United, not Newcastle, beating Leeds 5-1. to one, That did happen. And specifically, your Spurs. See how I'm adding these S's wow. in? Wow. A 1-0 win on a human son goal over Manchester City, the reigning champions, who many people thought that game would be a cakewalk for Manchester City with no Harry Kane. I don't think anyone thought that. I Everybody think he made thought that. that up. No. Everybody thought that. Everyone was like, wow, Spurs are going to win the league this year, so they're going to beat City. I didn't hear that, okay. but I, clearly I'm in the wrong circles. Uh, well, differing opinions on the matter. Sure. Um, me being right, of course, because Spurs did get that 1-0 victory. Um, kind of forced City to play out wide and kind of bog down the middle. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't have... A ton of chances, and it didn't convert the chances they had. Uh, worked in Spurs' favor, of course, and the counterattack goal um, eventually came, which they're kind of famous for against City. And, uh, you know, they come away with three points on a huge opening day. Well, and I think the other thing is you have to give a little bit of credit to Nuno okay. as well, who beat Manchester City, did the double over Manchester City two years ago with Wolves. They did. And then pulled out a draw as well last season against... Mm-hmm. City, and now is at Spurs and pulled out another victory, arguably with better players on the team, right. despite missing Harry Kane, who has returned to practice but is not part of their Europa League conference team for this first game. Doesn't mean too much because Delhi Bergwijn also didn't make the trip. Right. No, I know. I was just it's headlines. Sure, sure. It's headlines. It Nobody's is. talking about Delhi and Bergwijn missing the team. I am right Spurs now. Spurs fans are talking about okay. it. Okay. Everybody um, else is talking about Kane missing it, but maybe not reading too much into it. The point is they did beat City, 
and that has huge implications on the rest of the table for the rest of the season. City don't lose a lot. Absolutely. And notable that Spurs were plus 470 to win that game. So it was a huge win for anyone that put money on them. I put $5 at halftime at plus 550 for Spurs to win. Wow. Came away with like 2750 net. Um, you know, little jingle in my pocket. I felt good about it. I saw that we were kind of shutting them down and we had some momentum building. Um, but yeah, a huge victory. City has yet to score in Tottenham's new stadium and they've lost four in a row at Tottenham's new stadium. Can I just interject real quick Please? and say it's really frustrating for you to use the word jingle knowing that that was my Club Penguin password? Brent, it's your password for a lot of things other than Club Penguin. But it was my Club Penguin password <laughs> specifically. <laughs> when I borrow like a streaming service from you, it's always Jingle it something. It involves something with Jingle. Yeah. yeah. So I, won't say, looking, I, know, I know the whole thing, but I'm not going to say the whole thing. If you're looking to use my stuff, yep. there's some variation of Jingle in there. And then just go play with it. You know, different characters for different letters and, mm-hmm. you know, whatnot. But outside of that, Jake, I know we also talked about United vs. Leeds, but we did have a shocking... First result of the season where Brentford, my namesake, my jersey, is officially delivered and on the way for, through international shipping. Delivered and on the way. Well, it's uh, to be fair, the email said your order has been Received delivered. No, delivered. In the U.S. It said delivered okay. to the U.S. Okay. <laughs> so, so the U.S. It was, has it. <laughs> it was very confusing okay. wording. Okay. But, uh, you know, the, the jersey's on the way and... The point being, Brentford beat Arsenal 2-0. They did, plus 310 in that game for Brentford to win, which they did. Um, Arsenal just did not seem to fix the problems that they had last season that plagued them yep. throughout the entire year. Uh, we saw their 50 million uh, euro. Is it? Pound? Was it pound or euro for 50 million? I don't know. Around 50 million in whatever currency you choose. they were using. That's not the dollar. Um, watch a long throw-in bounce over his head for yeah. the second and ceiling goal. From um, your fantasy team exclusion. Yeah, Norgard was on my bench. Sad. Um, but love to see the bees buzzing um, out in Brentford. Consider me a bee, because I am buzzing. Well, you are a bee. You're a Brent. Well, that's true. I am bee. But, but. you have to wonder, Jake, and it is a specific title for our episode it is are there some alarm bells going for Mikel Arteta who despite losing had no Aubameyang no Lacazette Mm -hmm. they just as of today according to Fabrizio Romano have a here we go confirmed for Martin Odegaard to come back for the season and signed Aaron Ramsdale in goal who for around 22 mil Pounds, you would assume would be the starting goalkeeper over Leno, but not really positive about that because Leno's a good goalie. It seems an unnecessary signing to me, but I digress. And the question is, should the alarm bells be ringing for Arteta, who has finished eighth in the last two seasons, and despite missing Thomas Partey through injury, had his full team outside of that? But I think the alarm bells have been ringing sure. since last season. Obviously on the hot seat ever since finishing eighth the previous season. And then that terrible run of form last season, which saw them in any relegation meme you saw on social media. Sure. Um, until the latter half of the season where they kind of improved and looked more like Arsenal and almost jumped Spurs at the end there. 
but no, Brett, I, two eighth place finishes in a row. Everyone should be calling for his head, as Arsenal fans love to do. They are very petty. Um, and so, yes, to answer your question, alarm bells ringing, maybe more like a tornado warning in this scenario. Wow. Yeah. Jake, that's very serious. As somebody that, and both of us, lived in Texas for a few years, tornado warnings, very serious. You hear the whole siren going off. Scary. Wow, wow. That's, that's very accurate. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jake, it's one of those things for me where I agree with you. I think he's getting a little bit of slack because he's an ex-player and it was a very good player right. for him. And obviously that's understandable. It's just in this age of seeing ex-players be Premier League coaches, uh, you know, Lampard's been fired. Ole is constantly under scrutiny for Manchester United. I don't know why so much... I get They're just letting Arteta stay around longer than presumably a top side would let a coach stay around because he's an ex-player is the way that I see it, with, with the results that they're getting. And I understand that they're missing some key players. I will say, despite Emil Smith-Rowe looking very solid in that game, I thought they are missing that creative force going forward, and they're missing their clinical strikers. Arteta's tactics, he's trying to be Pep Guardiola, because he you know, obviously was an assistant manager mm-hmm. under Pep Guardiola, trying to implement the same style, but without the same success. And I don't necessarily think that that is Arsenal style. I know that under Arsene Wegner, they played a lot of possession. They had flying wingers, very clinical forwards that were very dynamic until the latter years when he ended up getting fired. But Arteta seems to be trying, rather than presenting his own identity to Arsenal, it just seems like they're trying to be Pep 2.0 in my opinion. Different formation, but same style. And I don't think it's working. With worse players is With the key players. factor yeah, there. Yeah, you don't have the absolute depth that Manchester City has, and you don't have the quality of players that Manchester City has, though they do have quality players where you have Aubameyang, and I think Lacazette is a solid striker. I think that especially bringing in Odegaard as a young player to go forward, Thomas Partey is a great player, but you know, does ramsdale fix their problems no no absolutely not um do i necessarily think udegaard fixes their problems no i think he helps sure but whatever is going on with the team they don't in my opinion have that link from back to front thomas party can run a midfield on his own he's constantly injured but when he is playing can run a midfield on his own in a single pivot but when he's not playing they are missing that link from back to front, and it leaves a lot of gaps in their midfield that I think get exploited often. Brent, I'd have to agree with that and say, I don't think this is a, a one-off kind of thing. Sure. I, well, we know it isn't, right. to be fair. Yeah. We, we know it isn't. And they have a tough run of games coming up, notably coming against Chelsea uh, this upcoming weekend with Lukaku probably slotted to start. Sure. Um, or at his, least off the bench, right, but even still. In his first Premier League game since he was at Man United. And I think they have Man City after that. They have a tough opening few weeks, that has to be said. So I, I, I don't think it's going to be a fair showing after the Brentford game. I, I think if they had a mid-table or uh, another newly promoted side to face in the next two weeks, that we could see them bounce back and maybe uh, show that... Uh, finesse they have in that attacking third 
But I think they're going to get walked all over. I think I think Chelsea are going to beat them. I think City are going to dismantle them since they're playing the same system but just better. So I, I think they're going to come away the first three games with zero points. And Arteta's really going to be under fire. I think he's going to not get sacked because of the opponents he faced in the second two games. Sure. Um, but I think he's going to be, um, you know, a hairpin trigger away from getting fired. And the thing I will say is, look, when we did our preseason bets, you know, I picked Patrick Vieira to be the first manager fired. I still think Arteta gets a little bit of that leeway as an ex-player and a relatively club legend because he was so good for them mm-hmm. when he played. But it's been so long now where they've been underperforming. How many excuses can you make? Yes, there are injuries. Yes, there are players missing. But at the end of the day, a team like Arsenal should be prioritizing performance and results over, you know, excuses, I guess is the best way to put it, for why the team isn't performing the way they right. should. And Arteta has enough time to shape his team how he wants, to get the players that he wants, and we'll see what ends up happening. It's not like the board doesn't support him considering the amount of money they've spent this window. Tavares, White, Ramsdale, Udegaard. He's had funding. The board clearly backs him. But at what point do you settle for mediocrity? And I'm interested to see how long that lasts. Well, Brent, uh, my one last note on Arteta is that anytime he pops up on the screen when we're watching soccer, Alex points out that he looks like a Disney villain. Okay. Alex, your girlfriend. Alex, my girlfriend. Um, And I'd I'd have to say, uh, pardon the pun, but if these results keep coming, the board of directors is going to give him the captain hook. So... I feel really good about that. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Like that you prefaced it with a story. Yeah. All to introduce a pun. Yeah, on Disney. the flight. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Good for you. Honestly, that's, that is fantastic. That's good. Um, but another note I want to bring up before we move Wait, on. Wait, but you said it was your last note. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, before we move on from this is that you mentioned Smith Rowe earlier. Uh, he has his socks similar to how Grealish wears them. True. And we had a fantastic uh, little uh, what, line that we heard from... The, the uh, commentary box. Who said that the, the socks were at half-mast. Half-mast, which half. kind of falls in line with Captain Hook as well. Oh, <laughs> it all comes full circle. It does, it um, does. But yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that great piece of commentary from... Uh, who doesn't? Arlo White? I think it was Arlo White. I think it was Arlo White. Yeah. Uh, but beautifully said. Jake, I just want to add the caveat before we go into the next segment that we have changed our format this season. Oh, yeah. Um, as we prefaced in previous episodes, you know, we're, we're kind of revolutionizing the way that we do things here. And instead of picking surprise picks and the entire gambit of games, we are focusing on bets, mm-hmm. ways to win you money. And instead of a surprise pick we have surprise bets which are odds that we feel are too high relative to the result that they are warranting too good to be true almost Brent, i'm gonna reach over and pinch you i'm awake oh you're awake yeah, yeah because we have some odds for you right here that kind of hurt <laughs> that might seem like you're dreaming we have watford to beat brighton this weekend at plus 440 which I will say is one of those things where we did have Newcastle over Villa beforehand at plus 330. But considering the teams playing to have Watford, who did impress in their opening weekend game, 
And Brighton, who is generally a lower table team, mm-hmm. as we've seen as they've been in the Premier League, to have plus 440. Shocking. Seem, it seems free money. Right. And Brent, I'm kind of glad we went away from that Newcastle pick because I kind of had this uh, narrative that I mentioned previous week where I said Newcastle is going to go seven straight to begin the season without a win. Yeah. So that would have gone strictly against it. So I, I can't. Sure. But yeah, Watford looked great, scored three goals against Villa before conceding two late ones, which, mm-hmm. you know, it happens. Including a late pen. But, right. You know. um, but that's not going to happen, obviously, against Brighton. They're going to control the game the whole time, um, get two up on them, and not look back. All right. And just a reminder, again, that is plus 440 on your odds. Jake, we also picked a game that you can put your odds on. Chelsea versus Arsenal. You heard us talk about it earlier. I told you that they're going to walk all over Arsenal with Lukaku making his first appearance in the Chelsea shirt since 2011. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. I think so. I think I saw something that was 10 years. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a game to watch. Uh, Chelsea with a clinical finisher up top. They've needed it. Oh, my goodness. That's for sure. Uh, so I think that's going to be a game to watch and a Chelsea win for sure, in our opinion, at minus 130, which are pretty good odds for a game that you and I both agree is pretty one-sided. Yeah, seems a bit of a cakewalk for Chelsea, so it's definitely something to look out for. We've also included a player to watch and a player pick for a bet. Diogo Jota to score first versus Burnley. He did score in the opening weekend, and he is plus. 460 to score first. Mohamed Salah was in the plus 230 sure. ranges, which obviously to score first is a bold guess. But to have Joda, who is a proven goal scorer and healthy, at plus 460 against Burnley seems a bit of a lock, if you ask me. I think the man just almost Harry Kane-esque scores when he wants these days. Yeah. And I think he's going to score first. I'm pretty sure he scored first in their opening match. He did. And and the other thing being, Jake, if you're going to bet on someone and you want good odds, mm-hmm. plus 460 for a proven goal scorer right. seems to be a safe guess. That's like having Ronaldo and their Juventus opener at plus 460 to score first. Oh, was that a thing? Inevitable. <laughs> no, it was not a thing. It's a lot like Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> a lot like Thanos. Yeah. But yeah, Brent, uh, that is our player to watch and our first goal scorer pick for the week. Uh, we also have a special same-game parlay, Ooh. which we're using FanDuel Sports bets uh, yeah. for these odds. And they kind of had the same-game parlay thing going before any major sports book. Sure. Um, DraftKings, if you used them, recently added it. Okay. So be on the lookout for that, you DraftKings users. Um, but we have it all within the Manchester City Norwich game. Keep an eye out for Josh Sargent. He's not part of our parlay, no. but maybe he gets ten minutes at the end. That would be cool. Americans, that's something. I heard him called the greatest ginger canary um, by the Men and Blazers podcast. Wow, yeah. no, that's fun. I did also see something that said that he has great English. Uh, Rashika said this, uh, but can't understand the Scottish players and is convinced that they do not speak English, specifically thinking about <laughs> Billy Gilmore. That's funny. Yeah, but Jake, I'll, I'll list the first one, then I'll let you go into Please. it, that we have a city to win by two or more. Or more. At plus 100 as part of this parlay. I'll say right now, good odds within itself. Yeah. 
Um, City, I mean, if they only win by two, um, it's a no contest. You get your money back, whatever. Uh, But I think that's almost a given. I I can't see City scoring less than two. And I can't see them giving up more than one. one. So I I think at the least it's going to be 3-1 City in this game. Uh, But our next leg of that parlay, same game parlay, is over three and a half total goals in that game. Um, not entirely necessary for that minus two, but it would be very nice to see a lot of goals scored to secure that minus two. Um, that is at minus 110 odds. So decent odds within itself, uh, not as good as others. And I think this has a high-scoring game written all over it. At least you it think so. has like a blowout. Look, again, and I know I said to you two years ago, Norwich did pull out a draw against City in the opening game. Sure. I do not see that being a repeat this season, and I think that's a bit of a safe bet. I could see Norwich scoring a goal on the counter. I mean, it is possible for right. any low-block team to branch out from either a corner kick or a set piece that's a free kick or end up on a counterattack to score a goal. But I also see City with the quality that they have and needing to bounce back against their, you know, bit of a disappointment against Spurs. Uh, I I could see them coming out of the gates hot and scoring a few early goals. And on top of that, we think any time to score and any time goal scorer, Raheem Sterling at minus 115. Also pretty good odds. It's Probably going to yeah. happen because they're probably going to score three or four against yep. this Norwich team, which still looks like its back four is unchanged from its relegated season yeah. two years ago. Uh, so I, I, I see this game being maybe 4-0. Um, that's being nice. Maybe even 3-1, For sure. possibly, to be generous. Um, but Sterling, a uh, major part of that uh, front for City, who plays Sands striker, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I think he ends up in a good goal-scoring position and for once actually finishes this. I get it. And so if you parlay those together, according again to FanDuel, we are at plus 267 on those odds. I like those odds a lot, Brent. I don't hate the odds that we selected. I will say that. We are notorious for... B-I-G. No. Okay. We are notorious for putting fivers um, oh. on our bets. True. Which, you know, it's an honest man's wage, and yeah. we, we only have so I much mean, it's extra certainly cash. higher than the minimum wage. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, not, not too much higher than what I was making as an intern in college. Sure, that's seven fifty. Yeah. Uh, but these days, you know, everyone's got to make above you $8. Make dollars, so. Yeah. But if you want to increase that living. <laughs> but it's... any who's and do's and a fiver on this bet, you know, you walk away with almost $15 net, a um, little less, obviously, but I think that's a, sh- a sure thing. Have we said that before, a sure thing? On this I think challenge? we've said sure thing before, and I don't think it's ever been wrong. You can quote Never. me on that. You go yeah. back and listen to all of Jake's bets from last season. I don't think I was ever wrong, yeah, on ever. On a sure thing. On a sure thing. You were wrong thing. other times, but on a sure thing, Okay. no chance. Both of those statements are lies, but... I would love to believe it. Well, you know, the Eagles do say lion eyes, you know, and realize, realize, realize. <laughs> the Instagram, Instagram I caption of every teenage girl in our high school years. love that transition Thank from you. Eagles to that Instagram caption wow. comment. 
Also a great song in general. Great song. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's um sad, but it's, look, it's great. I don't want to pat myself on the back too much okay. about the way that I've kind of melded this all together. But to go from high school Instagram captions to the Eagles, who are coming to Denver yeah. in a few months. Okay. $200 minimum ticket. Keep going. If you're interested I'm not. Uh, to going. the listener yeah. uh, or or to you, but you're not. But, you know, other people might be. Jake, uh, I, I do have to take a look and see that my whiskey and my beer are empty. Brent, that beer, would it happen to be a Tommyknocker brewery and pub from Idaho Springs, Colorado? It wouldn't. It was a uh, Blood Orange IPA, which... I enjoyed we the taste of. We both agreed that the initial taste, you got that blood orange flavor yeah. and that good hop from the IPA. Mm-hmm. After taste a little strong, yeah. maybe too hoppy. Um, you know, we overall thought it was okay, but not our favorite, but I thought it plugged I, it. I would say one of the first sips that I had, or just the sip that I have at each time to start sure. is great. It, it, I love it. But it, it is the aftertaste that's a little bit too orangey and hoppy for me. But... Right. You know, I digress. That's, you know, my own opinion. Other people can have their own opinions. You're entitled to it. I am. Thank you. And I appreciate you saying that because it's not said enough. Uh, but Brent, uh, as you pointed out before, your whiskey is gone and I will live on the air finish my whiskey. Thank you. I was actually getting a little bit worried that yours still had some in it. Thank you there very much. There it is. It's gone. It's gone. Well, there it was. You know, it's not really a there it is if you drink it all. It's, you know, it used to be there. It was Well, there. thanks for coming out, guys. <laughs> uh, listening to the podcast as always. Uh, if you're on Spotify or Apple, Apple Podcasts. Or, sorry, yes, Apple Podcasts. Uh, shout out Luke Twenhoffel. Um, and my mother, who is an Apple Podcast uh, subscriber. My parents also <laughs> use Apple, so there you maybe go. they'll listen to it as well. Uh, so it's the older generation and Luke. And me. You're Apple guy? I'm Apple Music and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, actually, I mean, not tough because we show no bias here. Right, of course, because we either of them are can sponsor us, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jake, anything, anything else? Jake, the only thing that I have to say at the end here is for the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. That dress code being pajamas and pajorts. It, in the summer, pajorts. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Ciao.